0: Uh, joining us now, Kevin Holt from CBS 58 in Milwaukee. And uh, Kevin, how you doing, buddy?
1: It's all good, Bill. It, I got to tell you, it feels a little uh, a little cooler in the air because of the Brewers' loss. It just, I don't yeah. know what it is. It's like the temp drops like 10 degrees, you know what I mean?
0: Yep. No, I, I get it. I was watching that game last night and watching the mountain L.A. And uh, thinking to myself, man, uh, the frost is a-coming here. But uh, then I watched the Brewers lose, and now I thought, okay, it's one hundred percent now. <laughs> it's football season as we now turn the page. Um, let me ask you this: What do you take away from uh, this season with the Brewers?
1: It was it was a, it was fun and entertaining. It was a, a nice way to get through July and August and September and feel a little bit normal, and then. It didn't end any different, I thought, than than the way last year ended. It just dropped basically in a in a day or two in these early playoff rounds. So, I mean, I think that my takeaway is that for once, and and it's been a long time since you could really say this, for once, I felt way better about the Brewers pitching and starting pitching than I did about their offense. I mean, with Yelich out or Yelich, you know, not himself all year, that's going to be a big part of it, of course, but even when you got to these playoff games and you had guys like Ryan Healy batting cleanup, in a playoff game. It's like, okay, the depth of offensively on this team did not happen. It just, it just didn't come together. So I think, uh, you know, philosophically, I hope that David Stearns goes more in the direction of maybe a little more quality than quantity coming up, like in the next couple of off seasons. I don't know what he'll have to play with, but he can answer these questions. I just think maybe not so many Brock Holtz is going to be the answer.
0: Well, that was going to be one of the things that I. Well, that was actually something I brought up a little bit earlier. Is that I'm hoping that they actually, instead of taking whatever you say from Ryan Braun and just trade it out for Christian Yelich, I hope what they do is if you're going to have say 20 million to spend, I hope they spend it on a couple of guys and not six. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that's yeah. it. I mean, and that's that's the difference between the Mustakis Grandal Brewers and the Brock Holt Justin Smoke. <clears throat> Eric Sogard, Brewers. That's that's the exact difference right there, and and they they could fill roster spots, and that's fine. But I think when you get to this time of year, you realize you you need guys, and and you need good guys. It's not so much quantity; it's a, it's quality. If you have to have people that make a difference, and Grandal and Mustakis are expensive, but leading into their free agent deals, they were the perfect type of guys.
0: So I uh, want to ask you also uh, about the one more thing regarding the Brewers season. Um, I thought Craig Council did a, a, a tremendous job with the circumstance. Uh, yes, the offense was woeful. Do you think there is fallout from the poor offense? Do you think they're getting rid of, say, Haynes, the hitting coach? Or do you think uh, there are other, you know, axes to go? Or do you think you just look at the season and go, you know what, it's just a weird season and it just, it just nothing came together right? I, I think – I would not be a hundred percent surprised
1: if there were some changes in the in the uh, coaching staff uh, by the time we got around to February or March next year. I mean, like you say, Council is <clears throat> completely one hundred percent safe. Chris Hook is a hundred percent safe. There's there's no question that those two guys are going to be fine. But I do think there's an accountability aspect to it, and this has been going on. Doesn't matter the era, doesn't matter the analytics, doesn't matter whatever. But if you have a group or a portion of a team. that uh, that doesn't perform uh, up to expectation, the manager or coaches tend to be the people to take the fall for it. So it it may not even be a fault, uh, you know, of of anyone on the staff. But I I could definitely see one or two changes being made, maybe on that offensive side from the, the, the coaching staff, by the time they get to next spring, just to bring in something new. I mean, they'll have some new players as well by the time you get to 2021. So it would seem natural that there may be a little bit of fresh blood on the coaching staff, too.
0: Talking with Kevin Holden of CBS 58, and now he set our sights to Monday night. The Green Bay Packers, you hear that it was going to be, he was going to go on the injury report, then he was going to see a specialist. Oh, by the way, he's already had surgeries out for a month. Uh, so, Alan Lazard, very quickly and under the radar, has this core muscle surgery. Uh, I've been asking the question all day would you play Devontae Adams on Monday night, knowing you're going to need him for the long haul to be 100%?
1: Yeah, this is this a tough call. This is why I'm glad you and I sit uh, around microphones. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm sure you would be fine calling a team. I'm glad I don't have to. Let me put it that way. because uh, These mm-hmm. would be decisions that would be extremely difficult for me. I would want to go out in week four of the NFL season and just take it to the Atlanta Falcons. I would want to do everything I could to be a 4-0 football team. And I don't know if playing Devonte Adams is the right idea. Yeah, it may help you Monday night, but you hit it right on the head. Bill. It's going to hurt you long term, especially if something else happens to Devonte. The smart play is to not do that. The smart play is to just feature a whole heck of a lot of Aaron Jones and you know, you can get a couple of guys in that receiving core, but you're you know, it's not going to be a ton of them. You start featuring your tight ends a little bit more uh and who knows maybe jake kumar walks in that door from buffalo but uh it's it's just it's not smart and and again it's that's the reason why it's a good thing i don't run a football team because i would be the one who would play devontae monday night and if you were hurt again in week nine or ten i would absolutely take the fall for that so matt lafleur's got a tough call i think he's got to rest him
0: um looking uh forward to that game then without lazard without devontae adams Do they have enough, do you think, to garner the win?
1: (laughs) I'll say this. I think, you know, it's all about timing and circumstance. This reminds me of a couple of years ago when the Packers went down to Atlanta and they were missing both their tackles. And it was like they took the field that night and they're like, you know what, we're a good team, but we're missing both our tackles and they're a good team, and this is probably not going to work out too well. And it didn't that night. This time – the tables are a little bit reversed. You have injuries at a position, injuries at wide receiver, but what you have is a Falcons team that is in absolute shock. I mean, you watched what's happened to them in these last couple of weeks, how they've been, you know, 97%, 98% chance to win games, and they've lost one of the Bears, and they let that onside kick roll all the way through a commercial break in Dallas and come back, I and mean, that ball rolled for like three minutes. Uh, this, is, this is a Falcons team that you can beat without Devontae, Uh, And it's a Falcons team that you can beat without Alan Lazard. Yes, I think they have enough. If they were playing two-thirds of the NFL, I'd be nervous. But I think the Falcons are just shell-shocked right now, and I think they're right to be beaten even without the top receivers.
0: I, I was talking about this earlier because we know Brian Gutekinds is going to be tied to the Jordan Love pick for quite some time. Uh, if this season is one of those seasons that's on the cusp of being a season where you may be able to reach a, a Super Bowl because th- every team in the NFC seemingly has flaws, do you look back on this if they don't go and say, you know what, you were a linebacker away, you were a wide receiver away, a depth player away from possibly getting there, and instead you picked players that weren't going to play? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and and you, trade, you traded away a pick. So do you – is this one of those seasons where we're going to look back on it and go, you know what, you really screwed up in the offseason? Or do we have to just wait and see if Jordan Love becomes the quarterback for the next 16 years and a Hall of Fame candidate?
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is that if there's any franchise in football that's earned a little rope on that front, it's got to be the Green Bay Packers. They they have a way of doing this for a generation at a time. But I the, the thing about it is, if, if we forward this, and let's say it's a repeat of last year, uh, Packers make either the, the, the second round or they make it to the NFC Championship game and they come up just short. And everybody starts to say, well, what if this draft pick went differently? I don't know if there's a guy at 26 in the first round of a draft that's going to be a difference maker in the NFC Championship game that year. That's, that's the thing. If there are talented guys in that late first round of the draft but I don't know if there are talented guys that make an immediate difference. So, you know, it's, it's the, the old draft and develop. I think it's you know, two or three years from now, you could say, it. I don't know if you can say it right now. I think if there's a, uh, a, a knock against what the Packers did this off season, it's probably less about Jordan love and more to me about inaction at the receiver position. And even then Devin Funchess was supposed to be on this roster. Devin Funchess would be an A option for this game against the Falcons, but, Again, you, you know you got to respect the decision uh, within the scope of the virus, not wanting to, to play, not wanting to risk health. That I understand. But that I think at the end of the day, if there's a knock, that's the knock, is that maybe there just wasn't enough uh, at wide receiver that panned out for them.
0: Um, I wanted to ask you about Aaron Rodgers as well. I mean, I, I'm watching here in the NFL Network earlier today about his numbers uh, and the sustainability and the question whether or not Aaron Rodgers can have that MVP type of season. Look, I think he'd be probably number two or number three right now in the top 3 when it comes to running for the MVP maybe one maybe three but regardless Patrick Mahomes is having a hell of a season Russell Wilson's having an amazing season and then there's Aaron Rodgers is this that season that he sustains that level of of play uh, it just seems like he's just different this year
1: man yeah and it's i got to tell you the <clears throat> Because we've we've been in the middle of this, you and I have for, for more than a decade of Rodgers, and we've seen all the different iterations, the different forms of Rodgers. Uh, the Super Bowl champ, the stuff that happened after with the great teams and falling short and all the great things he's done, and then the issues, uh, the, the bumping heads with Mike McCarthy, and even this offseason with Jordan Love coming in. I What I love about Rodgers in, in 2020, why I think maybe MVP – candidacy is still in the cards for him at 36 years old isn't the numbers it's the mentality and that's we've heard Rogers talk about all kinds of things in his career talk about uh you know the use of visualizations uh you know all these all these things that to the fan you kind of raise an eyebrow like okay like all of this is going on with him but to me inside he's a different guy he's a calmer guy even the the little snapshots of him at practice and his yoga poses that you know as he's stretching before the games or before the practices he feels different to me and that I think is the key that sort of calmness is is going to be really good for him over the course of four months of the season and by the way uh, it doesn't hurt that he's finally got that running back that, that they wanted Eddie Lacy to be, that they wanted a lot of people to be. He's finally got Aaron Jones, and that's that, I think, can help that candidacy just as much. But I'm with you. I, a top three finish, no question in my mind that if he stays healthy, that can happen.
0: Kevin, always good. We'll uh, talk uh, next week as well. Hopefully we're talking about a Packers win and then start looking forward to more in-depth coverage of the uh, the Brewers' off season and uh, the postseason as well, okay?
1: Oh, well, I'm telling you, I'm warming up the left arm. I've been I've been out there trying to throw. I'm, I'm up to 58, I think, on the on the radar gun, so i got a little room to gulp, but I'm trying.
0: Uh, if that's your fastball, I'd stick with the knuckleball. Just throwing <laughs> it out there. There you have it. All right, buddy, we'll talk <laughs> to you soon. Thanks, Bill. See you later. There you go. Kevin Holden from CBS 58 joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus. They've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE to go to schneiderjobs.com.